Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion among business leaders on management and leadership topics to help today's busy professionals. Today, we are talking with Ann McMillan, Senior Director of Claims, Salina Insurance Group. Welcome, Ann. In the studio, we have Jim Dixon, Tom Meyer, and Ron Kripe of Equus Consulting, and I am your host, Rick Ainsworth. Our topic today concerns remote workers and reintegration back into the office. And do you think we're going to have to do a better job of defining results of work versus, you know, and, and I'm going to compare it to, to a more traditional viewpoint of, you know, when people worked in the office, if they got in the office at 8 o'clock and left at 5 o'clock, they were good employees. Now that we don't have that in the office at eight out at five, a more clear definition of what work entails, of what productivity entails. In my experience from, uh, again, managing remote employees prior to this and managing employees that worked in the office and then had to go remote, when you allow flexibility, um, those employees that are remote that work for our company that you know are, are in different states, you can't see when they're actually rolling into their computer and their desk, especially if they leave their computer on 24/7. You don't know when they're really rolling up to their desk or when they're you know stopping work early in the afternoon. You don't know that. But if you give them the flexibility, what I always found is their productivity was very high because they didn't feel the pressure to punch a clock. Um, and I, I had an employee that worked in the office and uh, had the eyes of some you know, people that were used to that old style that you needed to be here at 8 a.m., you don't leave until 5 o'clock. You know, not 4.49, it's 5 o'clock, you know, without the frowns. Yeah, without those frowns that they, and I've I heard over the years um, complaints about that. Be, and, and once they got away from that, um, there was relief for them because they didn't have those eyes on them. Um, and so I think that what I found, again, managing remote employees before this is when you give them that flexibility and you're not, you don't have those eagle eyes on them, they will actually provide the productivity and the time, whether it's after hours, whether they put in time on weekends, whatever they, they feel, if they are comfortable knowing, I, I, I've got some give and take here. I don't always have to be right at my desk right at 8 a.m. I can Maybe it's 8.30 I roll in. I, I, I just found that to be true over the years. Well, and I'll tell you, we just were involved in interviewing another company and their employees around some results for an engagement survey and what came out of that was exactly that and the the employees said give me the freedom to do my job <laughs> don't hawk over my shoulder help me you know give me the support and the tools and the resources necessary let me know what i'm responsible for delivering but then give me the freedom to do my job right what I'm finding now is um, with the, the 
increased ability through virtual meetings that we can hold um, hybrid meetings. There's a few of us that might be um, together for the meeting and a few others that we can pull in through um, virtual. And it works great. Um, I have a group that we try to come in once a week um, to meet on a project. But we've had things um, change and pop up that was unexpected. And they will tell me at the last minute, can I just, you know, come in virtually? It makes them much more relaxed and engaging because they're not trying to figure out how to juggle and, and manage it all. It, they're able to manage it better. So that is one positive that I have found with right. having the ability to do, you know, both a hybrid or an in-person or, or even, you know, just all virtual. Yeah, in the old world, if somebody said, oh, I can't be at your meeting, well, what? well I've got to reschedule the meeting. So you, you put <laughs> not just the one person but everybody off because now you have to reschedule. Now you can say, well, you can come in virtually yes and again that's dependent entirely upon a manager or a leader being on alert to that being sensitive to uh being flexible being shiftable right. you know saying hey that that you know uh, we've never done it that way before but let's give it a whirl let's give it a whirl and let's see what kind of results we get and if the results are good then let's you know build that into an acceptable way to attend a meeting because it works better for everybody. We're all being pushed outside our comfort zone. Well, that's, you know, and that's the thing because that, that, uh, you know, you talk about aha moments. One of the things that, that I, I think about when I hear, you know, we keep talking about, well, we need to do this for our employees and, and how we're going to reintegrate them that we forget that we are also part of that group that needs to be reintegrated. Yeah. And, you know, how does it affect us as managers you know, when, you know, our, you know, my style was very much in person, in front of people, and I am not comfortable in, on Zoom calls. I said earlier, I don't like Zoom calls yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't have that. So we have to become um, more forgiving of ourselves in trying to overcome some of these um, challenges. Yeah, I think we actually somewhat grow up, quote unquote, with a certain uh, answer. And the answer is you're here or you're not here. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a meeting or we're going to have this thing. So you're either here or you're not here. Well, now we're actually living and using, uh, and your word, in a hybridization world. You know, some people will be here and some people will be phoning in. Some people will actually come in on Microsoft Teams. So it's a it's a you know a microcosm. It's not just here or not here type of thing, a black or white type of thing. It's you know it's you know kind of a gray area. Hey, we're going to be doing all kinds of things to get to the same end. And to me, again, it's all about the deliverable. What do we want to achieve by this quote unquote meeting? And you made me think, Jim, when you said about phone it in, we have to kind of look at our old mindsets. If, if you ever remember the phrase, we used to say, well, they're just phoning it in, which was the <laughs> idea that they're not really engaged. we got to kind of rethink even, you know, our language tells us a lot about what we think is important. Absolutely. And so it's uh, just kind of an interesting um, observation there. Well, it, well it's all getting, um, here's the deal. It's all getting 
rewritten in real time. You know, the, the big benefit of the pandemic has been to break down some of these silos, break down some of the walls and the fences, the way we communicate, the way we interact. And it's giving all of us, hopefully, a greater sense of flexibility and options on the back end. Mm-hmm. But in order to fully leverage that as a leader or a manager, you've got to be on alert to it and you've got to be willing to adapt. You know, you can't relax back into this old 1950s thinking of, okay, well, now we're going to have a policy for remote people. And these people are going to do this and these people are going to do like it's you, you have to avoid the temptation to get back to some clear cut normal, because I don't think clear cut normal exists, nor do I think it's productive. We have to allow people to do this the way that works for them. And we have to have less transactional and more transformational conversations with employees around what that looks like. And, Anne, that's, I want to give you a ton of credit because I, I know you as a manager and a leader inside the organization, and I think that's one of your strengths, you know, keeping that conversation open, uh, talking to employees, finding out what works for them, and, and being willing to adjust your style and, and the policies that govern the work. Well, thank you for that compliment. <laughs> it's um, it is an ever going challenge because it it takes a lot of effort to actually learn who your employee is, um, and and I think I've tried to work hard on knowing who my employees are, um, and understanding a little bit more about them, so that I can try to provide you know, information or guidance or suggestions that can help them, whether they're remote, whether they're a hybrid, um, to, to one, feel like they are valued um, and that they're not going to be looked or frowned upon if they're not in an office setting, um, mm. you know, mm. either mm. ever again or even <laughs> on a hybrid basis. You know, it it's, you know, I, I, I feel like you just have to empower them to be able to um, work their best and feel like they are contributing. Um, it, and I think it's how you can present it as a manager to them. If you're needing them in for a reason, it, it, you know, there is a, a way to present it to them um, for them to consider and think about. That's very commendable. And two, it's also a skill set that other leaders and managers can replicate as they move forward because the pandemic is just our current challenge. There is going to be other challenges for leaders and managers in the future. And the more flexible that we are and the more that we use the skill sets that you have just enumerated, the better off we're going to be. I had one question, and I apologize, I should have asked this earlier, but I, I... do you have people who fear being lost in the remote work? In other words, I'm out of out of sight, out of mind, that they have this fear of not being able to present themselves to the management group? I am not aware of that within um, my own experience. Um, I've not heard any any other managers express that, but I do think my opinion is that you can easily um, have those remote employees that become out of sight, out of mind, that they're doing okay, 
and you just don't have a lot of interaction with them. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I've, I learned in managing employees remotely is that you really have to be aware of touching base with them periodically. Whatever route it may be, um, whether it be that you you know, are sending a brief note, hey, just checking in, how you doing, how's everything going okay, whether you pick up a phone, whatever it may be, you as a manager really have to focus on that. They may not even be aware of it. And, you know, time flies and one day they're kind of like, oh, I, I, no, no one's ever even checked in with me. And they, I could see where they might have that question of do, do, do I even matter to them anymore? <laughs> um, yeah, as a I, I personally, yeah, I personally have never felt that way. I, I, I do enough talking and bugging enough people that I stay in touch. But there are some employees that are hesitant to, to pick up phones and stay in contact. I think to that end too, Rick, that it does challenge us as leaders and managers to make sure that the great work that these quote unquote unknown players are doing is known to others. Right. And that's for like a bench strength kind of perspective that I have known a number of cases where people are, some of the best and up and coming leaders in the in the world, but they're they're kind of not known or not seen by others. Um, so I think it it behooves us as managers and leaders to make sure that other people know the great work that these quote unquote unknown people are doing. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up, Rick, and and I can completely appreciate Jim's comments there. And it sounds like Ann might not have seen this a lot, but from some of our other consulting, we've run into young people who are working in the field who are very motivated to move up in the organization, right. and they feel like their skills are, you know, they're out of sight, out of mind, and, and what they're contributing isn't being noticed. Right, because they don't have the exposure that other right. people might have they that feel. are in the office. So, Okay, Ian, um, is there anything that um, we haven't touched on that you'd like to touch on? Well, we've covered quite a bit today. (laughs) 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 It's, you know, I just think that, um, you know, from my experience that what we've talked about here is that, you know, there's there's that style of punching a clock, um, that Hawkeye being over you, did you punch the clock in at the right time? Did you leave at the right time? that, you know, is, is a feeling that can be very intimidating to an employee. And I, I think we have to be aware of that, not only um, from remote employees um, that maybe don't sign onto the computer, again, right at 8 a.m., or those employees that are coming into an office um, and, and just have to be able to encourage them to provide their best with some flexibility, but um, allowing them to understand why they may need to be in an office or why we may need to have them in there um, periodically um, mm-hmm. and just continue to be able as a manager to understand who your employee is so that whatever setting they're in, um, you are pulling out of them their, their best that they're able to provide to you. Thank you, Ann, for a great conversation. 
We appreciate your thoughts and input. Please visit us at our website, www.equusconsulting.com, and join in the conversation by leaving a comment. And thank you for listening. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.